for Lolly Daskal to be successful, one of the key things that I needed to do immediately was to stop comparing myself to others. And when that happened, when I had that awareness, the moment I stopped looking on the outside for validation, I was able to succeed in a way that I didn't even know possible because it was about benchmarking myself, measuring myself, seeing the limits of where I can go, not saying I want to be like Jeff or I want to be like her or I want to be like him. No, I want to be the best version of Lolly Daskal. I just spoke to an audience of 7,000 people the other day and I got up and I said, you are the message to the world. What message are you sending? And that's the same thing how I live my life. What message am I sending? What am I all about? And success comes from there. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Mind for Life podcast. The Mind for Life podcast. Where your thinking can change your life. And now, here's your host, Jeff Bogazic. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Mind for Life podcast, where we talk with some amazing people about how they think about success, failure, obstacles, and challenges in their life in an effort to learn how we can think better and live better. And today you're going to hear from an awesome guest. She is best-selling author Lolly Daskal. You're going to hear about how she thinks about success, and it's not what you might think about how she overcame perfectionism and why she finally looks inward first instead of outward when confronting challenges. Also, I want to encourage you to stick around to the end where I share my top learning moments from my interview with her. And let me say this interview is chock full of gold nuggets of value. So stick around to the end where I share them with you. Quickly, let me say a word about our sponsor, Bluehost.com. Bluehost is a leading web solution services provider. They were founded in 2003, and they have a mission to empower people to fully harness the web. So if you're looking for someone to host your website, blog, or podcast, please take a look at Bluehost. You can find a link for them right at the bottom of our homepage, mindforlife.org, and they are our provider as well. All right, I'm going to introduce you to our guest today and be prepared because this list of accolades is long. Lolly Daskal is one of the most sought after executive leadership coaches in the world. Her extensive cross-cultural expertise spans 14 countries, six languages, and hundreds of companies. Wow, if that's not enough... She is the founder and CEO of Lead From Within, and her proprietary leadership program is engineered to be a catalyst for leaders who want to enhance performance and make meaningful differences in their companies, their lives, and the world. Of her many awards and accolades, she is one of the top 17 columnists worth reading on Fast Company, Inc., and Harvard Business Review. She's one of the top 50 leadership and management experts at Inc.com. 
She is one of the leaders to watch by the American Management Association. She's one of the top 100 leadership speakers to hire. She's one of the top 100 leadership blogs for executive managers and CEOs. She's one of the top 100 trust business thought leaders of America. She has one of the top 100 leadership blogs. She's one of the top 10 leadership thinkers in the world. She's one of the best leadership blogs to follow in 2017. She was nominated for the Woman of the Year Award and Huffington Post has called her the most inspiring woman in the world. Her writing has appeared in Harvard Business Review, Inc.com, Fast Company, Huffington Post, and Psychology Today, as well as others. And her new book, The Leadership Gap, What Gets Between You and Your Greatness, is a Wall Street Journal bestseller. Lolly, it is so great to have you with us here on the Mind for Life podcast. Thank you for joining us. Jeff, it is such a privilege to be here. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, tell our audience, if you would, a little bit about yourself. We've just gone through the entire list of accolades that goes span several pages. But just give us a little bit of a brief bio, if you would, please. In a very short sentence, I am a leadership coach, a business consultant, and I have a new book out, which is a national bestseller called The Leadership Gap, What Gets Between You and Your Greatness. And actually, Jeff, it is changing lives, minds, and hearts. Well, that is what we're going to dive right into. Uh, so let's talk about it. A phenomenal book. It's a Wall Street Journal bestseller. It's called The Leadership Gap, What Gets Between You and Your Greatness. So tell us, if you would, how you came up with the premise for the book and uh, why it's so necessary now. Fantastic question, Jeff. So I didn't come up with the premise for a book. Actually, when I first started to coach, I saw something that was a pattern within every single person that I was interacting with, guiding with, coaching with, and assisting in order to take them to the next level. What I noticed was is that most of us want to strive for excellence. We want to strive for being that best version of ourselves. But something that's never talked about is the competing side, the polarity of character that exists within us. Sometimes people call them weaknesses. I don't call them that. I call them our shadow, our leadership gaps. They exist. They're real. And if we don't own them, they end up owning us. They will keep us playing small. They'll keep us playing stuck. They'll have us thinking we don't have the resources we need to succeed. Only when we are aware of them can we then take ourselves to the next level. Can we find our greatness? And I found this very early on with my clients. And I thought, nobody's talking about this. And so three decades later, when a publisher asked me to write a book, I was going to write a book about something completely different. Like what are the nine questions every leader should ask themselves? And people were like, oh, that's a great book. But there was one publisher that said, what have you been doing with your clients for all these years that have kept you in business, you know, sustainable business, have had you growing a great business? And I said, oh, I do this rethink system. They said, well, that's the book you need to write. So the, my system that I actually use with my clients, my private clients are in this book. Okay, so uh, let's get into that a little bit more. It seems as though you're talking about a journey of self-awareness. Is that fair to say? And how how big of a problem is that? Well, again, thank you for that great question. You see, Jeff, I read a book a day. 
And I have noticed that in every leadership book and every business book, it always talks about how to do things, when to do them, where to do them. Simon Sinek even made why to do something a most important question to ask. But if you go back to the beginnings of leadership, if you go back to philosophy, if you go back to history, it is know thyself to lead thyself, right? That's the right. beginning core message of everything. The who we are is something that we've lost. It's like we always want to know what are they doing? How are they doing it? When are they doing it? Why are they doing it? That's not what's going to get you to greatness. What gets you to greatness is to answer the question of who. And so I have brought the who question back into my book and I have brought it in a profound way that gives you this awareness that most likely you wouldn't have on your own. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that a lack of understanding who you are as a leader is the biggest uh, obstacle that leaders have to overcome? Absolutely. And thank you for asking that question, because every single client that I've ever worked with always says to me, give me the process, give me the practice, give me the blueprint. And I say, no, 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 no. In order to be great, we have to start with who? Then when the process comes, that's when the progress begins. Also, if you know who you are, you can make decisions. If you know who you are, then in times of stress and challenges and all kinds of consequences, you can decide, as in I always say in my book, greatness or your gap. The greatness will give you purpose. The gaps will keep you stuck. It's pretty cool because you're talking about something that in our world is not very popular, right? It's like you said, give me the how-to, let me meet the benchmarks, let me hit the numbers. But really, you're talking about going into a more philosophical understanding. Uh, am I getting that right? Absolutely, Jeff. You said it in a beautiful way that I can't even say it. So thank you for that. I am going back. You know, one question I'm always asked on a panel is, what's new in leadership? And the truth is, for me, there's nothing new in leadership because it's only being packaged in a new way. What I believe starts from the philosophy of leadership. It's going back to the basics of who we are. Know thyself, right? How Buddha, know thyself, the Bible, Christian, everybody talks about know thyself. Every religion, every philosophy starts from there. That's wonderful. And it kind of leads us into the next uh, aspect of the interview. Um, when you talk about knowing yourself, I'm going to ask you, because one of the things we try to do on this podcast is get into your brain and to figure out how you think right and to try to grasp that. You've been very successful. As I said, your, your list of accolades and accomplishments is off the charts. What would you say when you look into your own self has been the biggest key to your own success in life? So again, Jeff, you're full of brilliant questions. Thank you for asking that. You're making that, me look I'm good. Sure. You're making me look good. <laughs> no, 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 because you're asking the great questions because this is where people are thinking. So for myself, you know, interestingly enough, in my research and my book, I found that 99.1% of us suffer from the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And the imposter syndrome is you feel like a fraud. You feel like, you know, I'm not really sure I'm that skillful enough to do this job or this task or this position. And early on in my career, that really hit me hard because there's always somebody smarter than I right. am. There's always somebody better than I am. 
And in what I found early on for me to be successful, and, and again, success is very different for everybody, but for me, for Lolly Daskal to be successful, one of the key things that I needed to do immediately was to stop comparing myself to others. And when that happened, when I had that awareness that whatever I needed was more inside than outside, Mm -hmm. you know, I called my company lead from within for a reason because I found this core message to be brilliant, insightful and useful. The moment I stopped looking on the outside for validation, I was able to succeed in a way that I didn't even know possible because it was about benchmarking myself, measuring myself seeing the limits of where I can go, not saying I want to be like Jeff or I want to be like her or I want to be like him. No, I want to be the best version of Lolly Daskal. I just spoke to an audience of 7,000 people the other day and I got up and I said, you are the message to the world. What message are you sending? And that's the same thing how I live my life. What message am I sending? What, What am I all about? And success comes from there. Okay, so you are a leadership coach. You just acknowledge your your ability to overcome uh, benchmarking yourself against others and looking at yourself. How do you help someone? Because the the ability to find uh, recognition or significance from other people from outside or the desire for that is huge and is a huge obstacle for people in overcoming things in their life. How do you help someone in about, I don't know, a minute, if it's possible, right? But what what kind of things can be done to help someone to kind of get out of that mindset? It's one word. I can do it less than a minute. The word is gratitude. When you are filled with gratitude about what you have and what you what you have, like you have that appreciation of what you mm-hmm. You're not so needy about what you what outside can give me. If I can get up in the morning and say, thank you for this bed. Thank you for this delicious breakfast. Thank you for this great book. Thank you for meeting Jeff. For the moments I spoke to him, I feel very full. Right. It's moments when we feel empty. Do we look outside again? Do we look for others to validate us and appreciate it? Now, trust me, I can use the hug. I can use someone saying, Lolly, you have done great. I can't. I'm a human being. But I always find that my arsenal is much fuller when I come first from gratitude. What a great, what a great point. If you can find a way to be thankful and content, uh, it will help to overcome that. I think that is huge. And thanks for giving that. Let's talk about, you talked earlier about our different perspectives of success, right? So what does success mean for Lolly Daskal? That's a great question again. Jeff, you're really good at this. You should do this for a living. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to find a way to make money at it, right? Uh, We can talk about that afterwards. Um, So define success. For me, success is not so much how much money I make, but for me, success has twofolds. How many lives have I touched? Mm -hmm. And how many times can I have someone leave a conversation an interaction with me, a connection with me better than when they came. If I can do that on a daily basis, that is true success for me. It has to come with meaning. It has to come with purpose. Otherwise, I find that I get bored, I'm unhappy, and I'm searching for more. If I can be present, be meaningful, be impactful, that is true success. 
it's pretty cool because uh, there is a, I guess you might say a perception in our world, that a definition of success as having certain things, but you bring a very different perspective and it's more about uh, adding value to other people, helping them, and it's a very charitable perspective. Uh, it's not something that is typically found in uh, definitions of success in our culture. Would you agree? You see, again, I don't look at what the culture finds successful. I don't look outward. Mm-hmm. I know what gives me joy. I know what gives If I can make a deep connection, like we're having a great conversation, guess what, Jeff? I feel happy right now. I feel fulfilled. I feel like this is what we're meant to do in this moment. Why? Because we're bringing value to each other. And if anybody's listening, we can bring value to them. That is true success for me. I don't really care what others have or what others need in terms of, you know, houses, money. That's not what this is about. I don't think we, at the end of the day, we take with us the things we have. But when somebody eulogizes us, what do they talk about? The things that we have accomplished in forms of meaning and purpose. And so that's what I strive for. That's wonderful. Obviously, in your journey, you have encountered not only successes, but I'm sure failures, obstacles, and challenges. Tell us about what you might consider your biggest failure, your biggest obstacle, your biggest challenge, and how you overcame that, how you stepped out of that. So my biggest, biggest obstacle that I would say, first of all, I never overcome anything because I'm always a work in progress. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I find in my life is that I'm always trying to leverage what I have. Because I think life is about, we each come in with our own story and what we need to overcome and what, not overcome, but what we can become better in ourselves. And so for me is, I'll never forget the first parts of my life was always about being the perfect, the perfect daughter, the perfect wife, the perfect listener, the perfect mom, the perfect daughter. It just goes on and on, always being perfect. And I'll never forget the moment I had like an aha moment that it was, Lolly, you will never be perfect. Because you could be really good to one person and the other person is unhappy. You know this as a mother when you have three children. It's like you're trying your best here, but then the other one's like, what about me? And then you go, oh, I failed. And so the moment I realized that perfect didn't exist, but I needed something to replace it and I replaced it with excellence, that I would do everything that I could in that moment with excellence, my life changed. So I never strive for perfect anymore, but I always strive for excellence. And because I've started to make that mind shift, my life has taken challenges into opportunities and has taken consequences into successes, which has been really amazing. Okay, so for a lot of our listeners, they struggle with that probably same issue, perfection, but they also struggle with challenges. How is it... Uh, how do you approach the challenges in such a way that you're not debilitated or that you're not knocked back or paralyzed, whether it's fears or the, the striving for something that you can never, how is it that you approach those things? What's the mindset, uh, or the process that you go through? Would you say it's something that is just a natural part of the way you think, or is it something that you've had to learn how to grow into? I had to grow into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the first part of my life used to sound like this. Why me? Why me? And the second part of my life is now, why not me? And once you shift out of victim mode, 
you work you work yourself into a victor mode, meaning like, why not me? What am I going to do about this? So the thing is, we always have a choice in life. That's what my book is about. Mm-hmm. Well, it says what gets between you and your greatness is that you always have that choice to make. I can stay in bed all day and say, why me? Or I can get out of bed and say, why not me? And then do something about it. Sometimes we think we know what our lives are supposed to be like. But when we say, why not me? Opportunity comes your way that you didn't even know possible. Did I ever think I was going to write a book? No. Did I ever think I was going to coach some of the top leaders of our world today? No. But I showed up. I said, why not me? And when that when I started to say that, when I started to have a more expansive mindset, you know, the world opened up, the universe opened up, opportunities opened up in ways I never even imagined. You talked about the first part of your life and then the second part of your life. Was there a moment or a time or something that caused you to say, I I need to change here? It doesn't work that way. And it didn't for me. I'm only talking about myself. I'm for me, it was a gradual progression, mm-hmm. um, almost a maturing of my humanity, of who I am. Um, early on, I was curious. I wanted to know. I was a victim of my circumstances. But then as life got it, life was not always easy. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed that the times that I became the victim, I didn't get what I wanted. The times that I took chances I got more of what I wanted. And so it was this progression. I'm not one that had not very black and white. I'm more of like a wave, an in, an ebbing of an in, and almost think of an ocean, right? The tide in, the tide out. That's what my life is more like because, and and it has layers also because every opportunity that I went out with the tide, I came in with something new. Then I had wisdom and then there was a new challenge and I went out with the tide and I came in with something new. And I'm not the same person I was last year or two years ago or three years ago. And hopefully next year I'll be a different person because I have new awareness. I have new um, introspective. I have new wisdom. I have new knowledge because I'm constantly open to opportunities and things that I need to learn. Okay, talk about, if you would, how do you approach now obstacles and change or obstacles and challenges uh, in your life that you might have done differently, say, five years ago? What have you learned in approaching opportunity, challenge, failure, obstacle uh, that you do now that maybe you wouldn't have done earlier? Five years ago, If I was in a challenge, I would try to change the circumstance before I would start to change myself. These days, I change myself before I change my circumstance. So it used to be outside, you know, let me just change the challenge. Now, Lolly, what can you do to be different in order to have a better result? That's the biggest change. Hmm. That is so, so cool and interesting because so often we think that if we can fix the circumstances, we can fix the problem. But really, the problem is within ourselves and finding ways to respond to those problems and change who we are. That's what you're talking about. Right. Change yourself, not always your circumstance. Like which, you know, what... What new nuance mindset do I have to bring to this challenge? Because you can't always change the circumstance. You can't. So when you can change the circumstance, you have to just change yourself. That's how we get a different result. 
Okay. Lolly, when people look at you and all of your success, they probably think, man, she's got everything. She's got it all together. Uh, I know, you know, that that's sometimes the, the mentality that people have when they look at someone who has accomplished the things that you have. But if you would tell us about what your biggest struggle is right now that you're having difficulty with or what you what you might say, this is the biggest obstacle. Uh, I'm asking you to be a little transparent, right? A little vulnerable. But what do you think? Just so our audience can get an idea that, you know, she's she's done a lot, but even still, she struggles with things and still finds ways to overcome. It can be very inspirational. You know, and Jeff, that's a great question to ask, but I've worked very hard on not looking at things as struggles. And my, if you would have asked this question five years ago, I would have been like, yeah, I'm struggling with this and I'm struggling with that. My, my mindset of when I pivoted to why not me mm-hmm. is that everything that comes my way, and trust me, I do have things that don't work out, things that are frustrating, things that are challenging. There's always things in life that you want more of or deeper or whatever it is that you don't have. So the thing is, is that my new mindset, the way I really live my life these days, it's very full. It's very why not me. It's very, I don't get stuck in you know, I, I'll get stuck for a moment. This is not what I wanted. And then I go, okay, so what can you get? And so I, I know it might not be what you're looking at or looking for, but I've worked very hard not to find struggle and not to think that things are so challenging. So I don't really want to go there if I don't go there now. Right. And I think that is so huge for our listeners, right? To find ways to uh, get a different perspective right on challenges and struggles and and to look at them differently because not everybody does that in fact th- those things when we begin to look at them and try to find solutions or whatever but rather to to see how you think about that differently is so interesting and to hear you talk about it is is inspirational you know i think about it this way think of if you were to go out into the field right And think about that field has been there for a long time. That's the foundation of our universe, right? And I am placed in that situation. And I have to become acclimated to that new grounding, to that new location. It's not that I have to push myself onto that location. I have to find how to work myself into a location that has been there already. And so that's how I look at life these days. It's that if any challenge comes my way, how do then I acclimate myself in it so it doesn't become a challenge? So it doesn't sound like a struggle. I only make myself, I only make my life more difficult if I find that I can't work with nature. I can't work with my challenge. I can't work with my problems. It's when I say I'm open to working with my environment, then it never looks like a struggle. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Well, our time is just about up. It has been a joy to talk to you and to hear uh, some of the ways that you think and to try to find out a little bit more about you. Uh, tell us a little bit about where our listeners can find you on the web and all of your. I know you are writing a ton and I'm always seeing your tweets come across my timeline, but tell our listeners a little bit more about where they can find you online. Absolutely. So you can always find me at my website, lollydaskell.com. And what I think is a big life changer is to really go out and get my book because the leadership gap, even though the title is the leadership gap, 
I wish um, Oprah would be listening to your podcast because it's really a life system. It's really a game changer of how we view ourselves. So don't, don't so much about come to my website, but get the book as a gift for yourself so it can impact your life and get books for those you love because the mindset and the tools in this book and the awareness that you will get from reading this book will evidently just change who you are and who you can become in your life. Excellent. And I highly recommend it. I've read through it as well. And you have done such a phenomenal job. Thank you so much for being here. I've enjoyed our time together and we appreciate having you on. Thank you so much, Jeff. First of all, you are a brilliant questioner. I loved it. It was such a privilege and a pleasure. Thank you. You're very welcome. And thank you. All right, wasn't that a great interview with Lolly? I want to share with you my top learning moments from the time that I had to speak with her. Number one is why a self-awareness of our gaps is the key to growing as a leader. Lolly talked about looking deeper into the philosophy of leadership that deals with who we are before anything else. We must learn to understand and own both our strengths and, as she calls them, the gaps in our leadership if we're going to be able to grow. And she talked about self-awareness. Know thyself. Number two, it's about the process. In talking with Lolly, a lot of times I found her mentioning things about her journey and the process that she has gone through throughout her life, how she has developed, that there's not just one thing or one event that changes you, but rather you learn, you grow, you develop through a process. Each day, it doesn't look much different from the day before. But when you look back over time, over years, you see that you're completely different. And if you go through the process, it changes you. This is why it's so important to have and implement some type of intentional personal development plan. One part of that can be listening to podcasts that inspire you, that help you to learn. Uh, another, uh, another part of that is taking the time to sit down and reflect each day. I have an article that I wrote, uh, why a personal development plan can make you a better person and on our website, you can download a template that you can use in your own life to develop and implement your own personal development plan. But it's important. The process is what matters. And finally, three, change yourself first. Lolly shared how we can't always affect or change the circumstances in our lives that happen to us, but we can always find ways to change ourselves. Whenever we encounter struggles or challenges in life, usually our default thought is, how am I going to change these things? How am I going to make life better? And Lolly learned something that I think we all need to learn. Rather than trying to change the things around us, it's important that we recognize and learn how to change ourselves. And we can all do that. I just wrote an article about not being held captive to the circumstances in our life. And it's about Viktor Frankl. If you'd like to read that, you can go to mindforlife.org and check out that article there. But we can all learn how to change ourselves rather than focus on the circumstances. 
Well, that's all for this episode. I hope you found value in this podcast uh, and that as you're listening and traveling with us on this journey, that you're finding some benefit that you're learning. If you are, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. While you're over there, if you would, leave a rating and review of the Mind for Life podcast. And if you know of someone who this might help, share it with them on social media. If you'd like to sign up for our newsletter, go on over to mindforlife.org. You can sign up there as well. And today, go out and make the world a better place. And I'll talk to you next time. Mm